Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Bachelor Bites. I am Stephanie, your host, and you know that I'm excited to jump right in and talk all things roses and music, I guess. Welcome to The Bachelor Bite, where roses are a girl's best friend and everyone is here for the right reasons. I'm your host, Stephanie, here sharing the lowdown on The Bachelor in the amount of time you'd eat a snack. I break it down into bite-sized bits to give you the 411 on all things The Bachelor in 20 minutes or less. Follow me on Instagram at GiveThatGirlASnack, where I hop on stories live as the episodes air each week. Be sure to leave a review if you accept my rose and enjoy the episode. So this week, Jamie gets the first date card. And if you remember, Jamie is the girl, 21 years old, hopped out of the limo first thing, first one in the house. We could just tell she was going to be a star, very similar to Madison. So she had a date card last week, and we started this week with her getting a date card again. And to be clear, Ryan got the date card last week and brought her, but this shows how much the producers play a hand in the drama because she got a date card this week and instead of taking her sweetie Ryan, she of course took Trevor. They went on a date to Venice Beach and played music right there on the boardwalk. Anyway, they end up hitting it off. They end up in a hot tub. I mean, the chemistry's there for sure. I'm not going to lie. I see them being a couple throughout the show, but we'll have to wait and see because, of course, it can't be that easy. While this is all going on, we see Christina Aguilera lookalike Natasha show up to the house. A new girl arrives. And right away, she asks about Trevor and if he's the guy from American Idol. Seems scripted, but she came in with an agenda whether she knew about this prior or not. She knew that if this guy was there, she was going for the gossip and the drama. She proceeds to tell all of the girls that she knows his ex and how he's a cheater and how Jamie deserves to know because apparently Christina Aguilera and Jamie are besties, not. So Jamie gets home from her date and Natasha approaches Trevor very aggressively and says, I know you. And Trevor says, hmm, where do I know you from? And she's like, well, I'd love to tell you. And he says, well, can I get settled in? And she's like, no, I want to talk to you right now. And I mean, he just goes with it. He almost has this weird smirk on his face. Interesting situation. They go and chat. Natasha confronts him and says she knows his ex and this whole thing and basically pressures him into telling Jamie about his past. Now, let me share my thoughts on this. Let's say you're on a first date with somebody. The last thing I want to hear about when I'm getting to know you is your ex. I don't even want to hear about it on the second or third date. So I'm not sure that Trevor was in the wrong not sharing that he had a rough past with his ex. It turns out he was an emotional cheater. So never physically cheated, although emotional cheating is just as bad, if not sometimes worse, because it gets your feelings involved. But I'm not sure that he was in the wrong by not sharing that date one. However, this is a reality show. So he should have known better, especially being on reality show number two for him as a past American Idol contestant. Anyway, Jamie, of course, 
you guessed it, without me even saying it, forgives him. Because what else is a 21-year-old, drop-dead, gorgeous, whole life ahead of her going to do, right? You're going to just go for the guy who's no good. I mean, we've all been there. So that's that. She gets emotional about it, but she lays her head on his shoulder, and we know the rest is history. Next date card is given to Brie, which Brie is the one who was already in a relationship with Chris. We saw them singing together last episode. They made my favorite couples list. So she, of course, takes Chris and they go to the luxurious guitar center, the guitar store. But they were both very excited about it. They sang an original song together that Brie made up on the spot. It was a very cute date. We heard some background about Brie's past relationship which was almost a marriage, she got broken up with when she called her fiancé and said she had found the wedding dress of her dreams, and he said not to buy it. Ouch. It stung all of us. It was just a nasty moment, but her transparency led to a deeper connection. They both said they were falling in love with each other. Yes, this is only date number two, but there's only six episodes of the season, so who knows how long these people have been hanging out. Sheridan continues to be a fan favorite and one of my favorites. He gets the next date card and is is super excited to take Julia with him, which she was another one of my favorites from last week. But this week, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what was going on with her. But I have a little bit of an idea. Anyway, she says yes. They head to um, iHeartRadio, hop on a news show, and share a little bit about themselves and then are told that they're going to sing a duet together live on the radio. They end up singing Bones and I just love that song and let me tell you it wasn't Julia's first time singing it because she totally killed it. I will give her credit where credit is due. However, my buddy Sheridan had never heard the song in his life. I mean, they didn't make that known, but you could just tell because I know he's musically talented, but he didn't know the words didn't have that confidence that he usually has surrounding himself, and it was honestly kind of awkward. Nonetheless, they had a great date, sealed with a kiss. It really seemed like a wonderful time, but of course, when it's a wonderful time with a nice guy who's sweet and loving, what do girls do? Well, Julia has to soon after let him know that while she had a great time and she likes him and thinks he's super nice, she still wants to pursue her feelings with others, meaning Brandon, which I'll get into him in a moment. But basically, it breaks our friend Sheridan's heart. He's still wearing all his rings, just in case you're wondering. And America's heartbroken, at least the amount of us who are tuned into this show. Savannah gets the next date card, which Savannah was the girl who I said was trouble when she walked in. And I'm starting to kind of change my mind on her. I like her. And she ends up taking Brandon. And it makes sense because she gave Brandon her rose last week. But Brandon, as I just mentioned, Julia wanted to pursue him as well. He is the hot commodity this week. All of the attention has been shifted from Trevor to Brandon. And he is just Rico Suave, but tries to play it cool. Whatever. They go on a date. They have a really nice time. Not sure on chemistry because they're in a jazz bar slash restaurant. It's loud. There's other people in there. They do sing a song together. They do a nice job. They like each other. He's into her. She's into him. I'm not sure I'm seeing like total sparks fly, 
but definitely a solid couple for week number two. Now is when the drama starts. So fast forward to the cocktail party. We've had, what is it, like four dates with date cards and all of that, but the cocktail party is where it really starts to rev up. Like I mentioned, everyone's into Brandon. He has three girls vying for his attention, one being Mel, which I'm not sure if you remember her from last week. She has like a purplish hair, um, seems pretty edgy and cool. She really just seems down to earth. Um, another one that America is going to like for sure. So she basically all of a sudden is head over heels for Brandon. Like she is sharing her attraction to him. It's just so weird. You can tell he's taken off guard. You can tell he's so not into her, but I don't know if he likes the attention or if he just doesn't have the heart to say anything. They end up kissing Ugh, it was just hard to watch. He wasn't into it. She took that opportunity and ran with it. I think she knew her minutes were numbered and she wanted to get that kiss in. And she sure did. Almost seems like a pity kiss. I hate to say it, but it just was weird. We then see him approached by Julia, who comes and tells him that she wants to see if there's anything still there, even though she had a great date with Sheridan. And I really liked this moment because Brandon shared quickly that he does have feelings for Savannah. He didn't try to pretend like he was super into Julia. And he stuck up for that relationship for a moment. But then he couldn't resist and ended up making out with Julia too. So I'm trying to stick up for you, Brandon, but come on, man. So I think he is battling with liking the attention, trying to figure out who he's actually into, and I I just think he got caught up in it. Interestingly enough, one of Brandon's real friends, someone who claims to be his real friend, messaged me and said, you know, he's a really good guy on Instagram. And I was like, whoa, people are watching my stories. So that was a cool moment. We spoke back and forth. Um, It was a great conversation. And It was just cool to see. Very cool to connect with somebody who shares that he is going to show his true color soon enough. So we'll see what that means. Moving on, I should also mention that there were another two new girls who joined the show. I am not even sure on the name of one of them, but the other one was named Ruby. She has pink hair, just so that you're able to identify her on the show, beautiful singing voice, and seems to be a fun time. So we'll see about her. Don't know much. I didn't even catch the other girl's name, so I'm sorry about that. But it's not really going to matter because, spoiler alert, she's going home tonight. So at this point, the girls with no match, meaning they haven't made that connection, take their opportunity during the cocktail party to try to find a way to solidify their roses. So Natasha, the Christina Aguilera lookalike, pulls Ryan to the side. If you remember him from last week, he's like that Peter Parker looking guy, kind of nerdy, but super cute. And she basically tells him that she's super into him, finds him super sexy. It was a little bit weird. She almost seems like maternal. When next to him, she's definitely older in her 30s, um, for this show at least. Anyways, he seems shocked that she's into him because they just don't seem like an aesthetic match, whatever that means. But they end up kissing and have some kind of connection. So good for them. We'll see what happens there. Rudy, if you remember her, she was one of my favorites from last week. 
She's still up there for me. Definitely has one of the best singing voices and will definitely make it. She pulls Matt to the side, who was kind of a jerk to her last week, but, you know, that just makes us want them more. And they make up, end up making out. She, like, kind of, like, rambles and goes on this little bit of, like, a crazy sprint of words. But it works for her because they reconnect. You can tell they're into each other. Good for them. Moving on. We don't really see anybody else, even though there are other girls who have no connections. For example, like, Cheyenne. Becca, well, Becca has a connection, but we just know that because of the Rose situation. But there's a few of the girls, Mel, um, who we don't get to see much of, and we never get to see them connect with anyone. So good luck at the Rose ceremony. Fast forward to that. Chris Harrison comes out. It's time to pass out the roses. The guys have the power this week. So the guys start, and it always starts with the predictable matches, the ones who we know are giving the roses out to another participant. So Chris gives his rose to Bree. Those are the two that went on the Guitar Center date. Trevor gives his rose to Jamie. That's the emotional cheater and the Madison lookalike. Matt gives his rose to Rudy. So there is the spark totally rekindled. Um, He didn't save Cheyenne, though. And Cheyenne did him a total solid last week when everybody hated his guts. So I didn't like that too much, but I did predict it last week. Ryan gave his rose to Natasha. So there's that Christina Aguilera lookalike and Peter Parker. Danny gave his rose to Becca. I still don't know who these people are. Like, literally, they get zero airtime, but have been a solid couple since day one, according to the other cast members. Gabe, who I also don't know, gave his rose to the new girl, Ruby. Um, That's the one with the pink hair that I was talking about with the beautiful singing voice. Sheridan. Oh, Sheridan. The only song that I knew to put on my Instagram stories was You Got It Bad by Usher because he has it so, so bad for Julia because even after being let down, he saves her. So he saves Julia. She's so, so thankful. And there you have it. The other girls, Mel, Cheyenne, and that new girl who, I mean, I'm sorry. I'll put her name in the show notes. But she goes home along with the other two. And the episode ends. We get to see a clip that next week is going to start the music competition. So they'll be singing live and there will be celebrity judges. It's going to take like a voice American Idol spin, which I'm excited about because we're going to have people like um, Caitlin Bristow and Jason. It's just it's going to be fun. And I feel like the music part resonates with even non-Bachelor fans. So I like that other people are giving it a shot. On to my Bachelor superlatives for the week. This week, I have most likely to be forgotten, and I'm so sorry that this is even a category, but but Gabe and Danny, I'm sorry. I don't know you. I wish they'd give you airtime, but even your names are kind of average, so I'm not sure who you are, my friends. Most likely to be a Christina Aguilera impersonator when this show ends, definitely Natasha. You need to look up a picture of this girl because she's got total Christina vibes going on. Most likely to actually have a music career after this. I'm going with Rudy. Although a lot of them are talented, I feel like she's already on her way. She's done a lot of her original songs that have gotten airtime on the show. She's getting downloads on Spotify. I just see her going places. And then most likely to be on Paradise. I'm telling you, he's going to be a fan favorite all season. And that is my boy Sheridan with the Rings. Totally love him. He interacts with everyone on Instagram, including me, which honestly, I love that connection. These people having smaller Instagram count followers 
has resulted in a lot of response and cool connections, which is something totally unique when it comes to the Bachelor franchise. So I have been super pumped about that. You know that I will be tuning in next week, and I loved connecting with so many of you on Instagram stories this week, where I always go over the episode live while it's happening. You can find me at Give That Girl a Snack, and I hope to see you there next Monday. Thanks for listening. Hope you share with a friend. Give it a five-star rating if you loved it. And thanks so much, my friends. Bye.